Book of Second Chronicles tonight, Second Chronicles chapter number 22, Second Chronicles chapter 22. Uh, music was a blessing as always. I appreciate all the hard work that goes into uh, the music, and uh, it's a big part of our service, our ministry. And uh, we've talking about the bus ministry a little bit tonight, a lot actually tonight, uh, which we've announced when we'll have our buses up and running. Uh, again, we'll have enough space, then the Sunday school classes, and obviously that means we have to have Sunday school teachers, and uh, so I'll be meeting with Sunday school teachers in the very, very near future, and uh, we want to get everything reset. Uh, we have been uh, in transition for quite a while now, uh, but God has got us where he's uh, got us now, and so we're excited about putting down our roots and getting our buildings and getting everything moving and getting set up and uh, reaching uh, the, the city of Jacksonville with the gospel. And uh, so we'll, we're re, 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 resetting some buttons and, and different ministries, be uh, uh, encouraging you to get involved, uh, things like Sunday school teachers and ushers and uh, nursery workers and things of that nature. And so uh, just have a mind, be asking the Lord uh, how he would have you to get involved. Tonight I want to read from Second Chronicles chapter number 22. And I'm going to read, starting with verse number 10, and I'll read verse down from verse 10 through verse number 12. Uh, if you think back several weeks, we spent uh, a few weeks, several different uh, messages from this story that we're going to touch on again this evening. <clears throat> Second Chronicles chapter 22, verse number 10. But when Athaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead... She arose and destroyed all the seed royal of the house of Judah. But Jehoshabeth, the daughter of the king, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him from among the king's sons that were slain, and put him and his nurse in a bedchamber. So Jehoshabeth, the daughter of King Jehoram, the wife of Jehoiada the priest, for she was the sister of Ahaziah, hid him from Athaliah, so that she slew him not. And he was with them hid in the house of God six years, and Athaliah reigned over the land. I'll expound on the story in just a moment, but I want you to look at verse number 11 once again. But Jehoshabeth, the daughter of the king, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him from among the king's sons that were slain. This evening I want to preach on this subject, the preservation of a boy king the preservation of a boy king, and I believe we can apply it to an opportunity that we have uh, in the ministry uh, serving our Lord. Father, I pray that you'll meet with us the next few moments. Our hearts have already been blessed uh, by fellowship. Our hearts have already been blessed by the music. Uh, we've been reminded of what a great God you are. We've been reminded of our salvation. And Father, we've already been reminded of the opportunity we have to make a difference in the life of someone else. And Father, that is the greatest opportunity we have. That is how we serve you, is by reaching and ministering to other people. <clears throat> Father, I pray that you'll bless the message tonight, and uh, may we, our minds go towards what uh, you have us do as a ministry. May our focus once again uh, be on <clears throat> reaching the lost with the gospel. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, the passage of Scripture reflects on a story at a very un unsettling time in the history of the nation of Israel. There is a wicked king 
named Ahaziah. Ahaziah reigned and he, he walked in the ways of the house of Ahab, the scripture tells us. He did evil in the sight of the Lord. And as God always does, verse 7 reminds us that his destruction came because of God. God dealt with him and God judged him. Ahaziah was killed. And upon his death, we find the entrance of his wicked mother coming on the stage and she is going to assert herself as the ruler at that time. The first thing we find her doing is her killing all of the potential heirs to the throne. She goes on a tirade because her son had been killed. Oh, she probably enjoyed being the mother of the king. And if my son can't be the king, nobody's going to be the king. And she goes to kill all of the heirs uh, to the throne. But as this scene plays out, we find an interesting verse of scripture, verses 10 through 12, as we read tonight for our text. There is somebody who intercedes in the evil that had been planned, it was ex- executed by Athelia. We find an individual by the name of Jehoshabeth. We know that she is the wife of Jehoiada the priest. And in the midst of the slaughter, in the midst of the murder, in the midst of the destruction of innocent young lives, the scripture tells us that Jehoshabeth took Joash and stole him from among the king's sons that were slain. <clears throat> Think about the wording of Scripture. From the mind and the actions of Athaliah, the death sentence had been written. The end was coming near, and lives were taken and destroyed and killed. But yet in the midst of it, we find one who is rescued. We find one who is stolen from the evil. We find one who was stolen from the clutches of death. We find one who interceded on behalf of someone who did not even realize the plot that was against him. Did not even realize the danger that he faced. Did not realize that there was something bigger behind the destruction that was coming, and while those around him and related to him, their lives would be taken, somebody stepped in and stole the the future king from among the others that were slain. And friend, we can see an obvious parallel to our day. This scene plays itself out over and over in homes and in our communities. There is an evil much larger than we realize at work against young lives. And there are innocent boys and girls who are not even aware of the destruction that awaits them. They're not even aware of the death sentence that has already been written by somebody who is wicked. They're unaware of the future that is going to be taken away from them. Uh, they are, uh, if, you, if you will, there's, there's young men, there's young ladies, there's, uh, there's boys and girls, and they suffer and perish at the hands of neglect. 
at the hands of sin. And quite frankly, if they're not stolen from the future that awaits them, they'll live a life of crime. They'll face the consequences of a life of abusing sin. And worst of all, they'll live their life and enter eternity without knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. We find in our story, we find a hero, we find Jehoshabeth, who just did the right thing. She, she saw a life that could be saved and saved it. Now we know, because we have seen this story in months past, we know that Joash does become the king. We know that Jehoiada had a, a very key role in the preservation of the people of God. But we find here an innocent child who had death awaiting him, but yet someone interceded and altered his future. Someone took it upon themselves to enter into the scene and not just say, well, there's nothing I can do about that, and did what they could do. Tonight I want to parallel that to an opportunity we have as a church. It's an opportunity we've taken advantage of for not just years but decades. We have an opportunity to alter the future of somebody else. I love the Emmanuel Baptist Church. I love Sundays. I love getting together on Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night. I love hearing the music like we've already heard tonight. The best music in the world is at the Emmanuel Baptist Church. I, I love what we get from the Word of God, how it builds us, it grows us. Friend, I must remind us that we enjoy all of that so that we can be strengthened, so that we can be edified, so that we can go out into a world and reach the lost world with the gospel. Tonight, I want to look at this story, and I'm going to give us a few truths that I think we can use with the opportunity that lies ahead of us. Uh, we are focusing on the bus ministry tonight. What an opportunity we have. Uh, the city of Jacksonville is ripe to be reached. We have a great opportunity. Say, well, well, Pastor Neil, is, is that going to be our focus? Our focus is reaching the lost with the gospel. This is a great tool to do that. This is a great tool to reach the masses with the gospel. It's a great tool to steal a young boy, a young girl from the clutches of the evil one. It's a great opportunity to give somebody a future that they never would have had if somebody hadn't interceded. It's a great opportunity to preserve a perhaps a boy king, someone that God will use even beyond what we can imagine God doing with that life. Let's look at the truths from this story this, more, this evening, and I think we'll find an obvious application. We see, first of all, in verse number 11, we see that someone cared enough to get involved. Athalia is on a killing spree. She's killing everybody that she thinks is going to get in her way of, of, of having what she wants to have. Not only was Joash 
in danger. And he was. His life was going to be taken. He was going to be slain. But the moment Jehoshabeth intervened, she placed her life in peril. She put herself in danger. If I could say it like this, she stood between Joash and the evil that was going to be executed against him. She had to be willing to get involved. Why would she get involved? Is the, it was the right thing to do. It was the good thing to do. But somebody had to care enough to put themselves in jeopardy to save the life of this individual. Somebody had to put it all on the line so that somebody else can have a future. And friend, that hasn't changed from this day, from that day to this. If, if there's going to be hope for those without hope, and if there's going to be an opportunity for those that have nobody who care about their, their spiritual future, somebody's got to be willing to get involved. Somebody's got to be willing to put it all on the line for the opportunity, for the chance, for the hope. They didn't know how the story was going to end. She didn't know whether or not she was saving him for, for to live his 70 years or if she was saving him for just hours. But she was going to do what she could to steal this boy away from the, the future that awaited him. And if she had not interceded, his life would have been taken. If he had not been, she had not interceded, his life would have been destroyed. If she had not interceded, uh, he would have been uh, slain amongst those others that were slain. But there was somebody who cared enough to get involved. The, 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 the most tragic thing in the life of a Christian and in the lives of our churches, we can stand where the Bible says that we ought to stand and we can believe what the Bible says we ought to do. But friend, you and I, we've got to care enough to get involved in the life of somebody else. I'm glad you can come to the Emmanuel Baptist Church and, and raise a hand to the singing. And I'm glad you can come and say amen to the preaching. And we should do all of that. But at some point, we've got to be concerned about those who can't get to the church house on their own. We've got to be concerned about those that don't even know they're in danger. Don't even know the evil that is being executed against them. We find somebody who cared enough to get involved. As was already mentioned earlier in the service, there's a way that everybody can get involved. You can give. The buses can run. We're raising money for a lot of things right now, but I think it'd be awesome if somebody says, I want to buy a bus. And if, and if you buy an air-conditioned one, we'll let it be yours. I think it'd be a wonderful thing if somebody said, I'm going to add, we're, we're, I know we're raising money for everything right now. But you know everybody can pray. Everybody can have a part in that. And you know we've done it through the years. And next time I come in and say, all right, this is what we need. We need so many uh, hot dogs. We need so many uh, cookies and a key lime pie. We need all these things that, that, that we need to be brought for the... Hey, everybody can have a part. As you know, because you've been involved in the bus ministry for years, but maybe we need to be reminded, and maybe this is new for somebody, that you may have to give up some of your time. Let me rephrase that. There's no may about it. You will have to. 
you're going to have to care enough to get involved. You're going to have to care enough to give up some time. You're going to have to care enough to pray for the lives of those that you interact with. You're going to have to care enough to prepare a lesson. You're going to have to care enough to get a CDL to drive a bus. You're going to have to care enough instead of sitting with your family in a Sunday school class teaching a Sunday school class. You're going to have to care enough to get involved. But can I remind you that Jehoshabeth cared enough to steal? Maybe tonight, if we, we need to be reminded that the Emmanuel Baptist Church, if God doesn't use us to make a difference in a home, the destruction that is likely awaiting the lives that we do not get involved in. I don't know if you've paid attention lately, but the world is not less wicked. It's more wicked. The devil is not less busy. He's more busy. And the closer we get to Christ's return, the more active he's going to be. And with technology now, sin comes to the palm of a hand. The, 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 the onslaught against the young minds today, somebody's got to care enough to get involved. Somebody's got to care enough to try and make a difference. <clears throat> Number two, <clears throat> we find something very important in verse number 12. And he was with them hid in the house of God six years. The second observation I make tonight is they got him to the house of God. I'm not against boys and girls clubs, but that's not going to make an eternal difference. You know, today, you know, is a boy scout, a boy scout, a girl scout, a girl scout, who knows what's going on today. But that's not going to make a difference. I'm all for sports, but being a part of a Little League team or a Pop Warner football team isn't going to make a difference. you got to get them to the house of God. And oh, heaven, church, in heaven there's going to be thousands, if not tens of thousands of individuals who will be there for eternity with you and I who have been reached through the bus ministry of this church. It's a big number. And if they get the gospel, they trust Christ, they come one time, they get saved, and we never see them again. We will see them in eternity. And I believe that the Holy Spirit of God dwells within in them, and I believe that He can still work in their heart and work in their life, even if they never come back. But friend, not like the difference that can be made coming to the house of God week in and week out, and having a Sunday school teacher teach them the Word of God, and pray for them, and go by and see them, and invest in them, and for them to hear the preaching of the Word of God, <clears throat> you'd be surprised what those children remember uh, for when they hear the preaching of the Word of God, and get them to the house of God, and, and determine that as they get through elementary school, we're going to make sure that we don't lose them as a teenager, and when they graduate from high school, we're going to get them plugged into our, our singles program, and, and we're going to invest in them, invest in them, but get them to the house of God.
I believe it's the responsibility of parents to bring their children to church. And moms and dads, don't forget that. It's your responsibility to have your family in church. And I believe the responsibility falls on every parent today in Jacksonville, Florida. They ought to have their children in church. But they won't. Somebody's got to step in and get people who want to be in the house of God to the house of God. Number three. Verse 11, but Jehoshabeth, the daughter of the king, took Joash, the son of Ahaziah, and stole him. Notice the next words, from among the king's sons that were slain. There was a realization of what he possibly could be. That's the third thing I want us to see, is a realization of the possibility of what he could be. He was stolen from among the king's sons that were slain. Jehoshabeth saw the potential in young Joash. He had royal blood. He had the potential to be a king. She saw the, the potential and the realization of what he could be when there was no easy way for him to ever be that. Now, at this point, it was just potential. She stole him from among the king's sons who were slain. But Athaliah was still around. Athaliah was still on the throne. He was still a child. He was not ready to fulfill that potential yet. But she realized the potential that he had. And one day, we're going to need a king. And one day, we're going to have to have a king. And perhaps this young man, if I invest in him now, I intercede now, I steal him from the evil now, there's potential in him to one day be the king. And friend, you and I, we've got to get past what we see. we got to have to start seeing possibly what God can see and see the potential in the lives of other people. We're quick to judge what somebody can be for the Lord. Who's going to make it and who's not going to make it? Come on, you've done that, haven't you? Oh, they'll never be back. Oh, they came back. They're usually the ones that stick. But could we not see the potential? And do our part in investing in them so that they might become what they could become for the Lord. My wife sits back there. We've been married almost 25 years. She was reached through bus ministry. So many, so many stories come to mind. I had the privilege of attending Bible college and learning under, under Dr. Jack Hiles, the son of a drunkard. So many stories. D.L. Moody, a Sunday school teacher, willing to Christ as a teenage boy. Somebody somewhere interceded and then saw some potential becoming beyond. They all, we all, they all become beyond what they could see, but they saw the potential of what he could be. And friend, every child has royal blood if they're saved. Every child has the potential to serve the Lord. Every child has the potential to do something for God. 
Friend, you and I, we have a responsibility to invest in others so that they might become all that they could become for the Lord. I wonder how many never got called to preach, never pastored a church that they would have pastored because somebody didn't steal them from a spiritual death. Because somebody didn't invest in their potential. We have a responsibility to follow the pattern that is set. There was a realization of what the possibility of what he could be. Then number four, and I'm done. We find that she acted while she had the opportunity. If she had not acted when she, she acted... The opportunity would have been passed. She couldn't have been convicted about it five years later. He said, oh, I'm ready to invest now. It would have been too late. Life would have been lost. The future would have been gone. The hope would not have been there. Friend, we live in a wonderful, wonderful day. Of opportunity. I wonder. I, we don't have to introduce the bus ministry to our, our church. But it's a new opportunity to re-enlist. It's a new opportunity to do more. I wonder tonight. Will we let the opportunity go by? To steal a boy king. So that he can be preserved. We let the opportunity go by to make a difference in somebody else's life. We can say, well, I'll wait till another time. Pastor, before before I I, I get involved in a ministry like that, there's some things in my life that I've got to get together spiritually. Get them together. Quit putting it off and get it together. Make the commitment. Get your heart right. Do what you got to do. Get your relationship with God how it should be and get it together. We've got, we have an opportunity to do something for God. We've got an opportunity to make a difference in our life. Do you realize what all of heaven does when one sinner comes to Christ? Heaven stops. And they begin to sing and rejoice. It doesn't matter if they come from a, a broken home. It doesn't matter if they come from the, the poor part of town. It doesn't matter if, they, if it was a mom and dad who brought them to church or if it was a bus worker that brought them to church. When they hear the gospel, they trust Christ as their Savior. Heaven stops and begins to shout and celebrate and rejoice when that sinner comes home. Now, how long are we going to sit by as Christians, generally speaking, and let Those who are going to go to destruction, we do realize that before we were saved, we were on our way to hell. We were on our way to hell. When we trusted Christ as our Savior and He changed our eternity. All of those who are not saved, they're on their way to hell. The evil one is working against them to destroy their lives and ensnare them and, and destroy whatever future they might have. How long will we let an opportunity go by before we get involved? I, I, I love studying the Bible and looking at the Scripture through different lens. And what I mean by that, for example, in our Sunday school series that we'll get back into and reintroduce you to, possess the land. 
When you read the book of Deuteronomy and study the book of Deuteronomy with that mindset, there's some truths that have always been there. But they begin to jump off of the page because you're, you're looking from the lens of possessing the land. I love looking throughout these Bible stories and looking at unsung heroes. Jehoshabeth is certainly one. She made a difference by saving a life that she had the capability of saving. Another interesting thought is we certainly, when you bring them to the house of God, you invest in their life. At the end of verse number 11, it says they hid him from Athaliah. We do it, but I wonder how many of these children hide from their world on Sunday morning. See, some of us, we got to set four alarms to get us out of bed in the church on Sunday morning. And some of that's age, I understand. But how many need to be hid? And I can't think of a better place for them to hide than the church house. This, this evening, and I'm not introducing anything new to us. We've been doing it for decades. Decades. And when I say in heaven there will be tens of thousands of people there who have been saved through the bus ministry alone, that's not an exaggeration of a number. But there's many more that we have the opportunity to reach. Tonight, somebody's going to have to get involved. Somebody's going to have to decide that this is something that I can do. And you heard Brother Jackson. He'll take you on Saturday. Saturday. He'll take you on Sunday. He'll take you Sunday morning before church, Sunday, Sunday morning after church. Uh, he'll take you anytime he can get you. Everybody can have a part. There's going to be, there's going to be men. You're going to have to get involved. You're going to have to go get your CDL, and you're going to have to determine you're going to have to drive on Sunday. We're going to have to put finances into the purchase of buses and keeping them running. The greatest thing we need is labor. Those, everybody can labor in prayer. Everybody can do that. But those that are willing to commit, maybe this little story will provide some motivation for us. When we begin to get weary in well-doing, we wonder if it's really worth it. That, 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 that kid that drives me crazy every single Sunday. You never know. He could be a boy king. Well, Pastor, I, no. Well, let's give it some time. Let's see how. Let's see what God does in their life. Well, Pastor, it's 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 it, there's frustrations with being a bus worker. It's frustrating investing, 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 and then not ever knowing what. Then they just gone. You not knowing what happens with them. Well, exactly. You don't know what happens with them. You don't know the opportunities that they have. It's been several years now, and it just. Thought just a story just popped in my head. We got a call, I believe it's from North Carolina. A pastor there was doing a funeral, probably about five years ago. 
doing a funeral, and he called the church office instead of doing a funeral, and he gave the name. And the mom says that they attended your church, rode the buses. I'm doing the funeral because this young lady was, I think she's in her early 20s now, was beat to death. They've asked me to do the funeral. So we went and we looked in our records and we found she did ride our buses. The mom gave the testimony that she remembers when her daughter got saved. Ride our buses. She never became a preacher's wife. And she was killed in a situation she probably shouldn't have been in. But she knew she got saved. See, she was stolen from eternal damnation because there was somebody who cared enough to get involved. Friend, we don't know whose life we can touch. We don't know whose life we can make a difference in. Tonight, as we go to the invitation, I just want you to ask yourself. Tonight, we're focused on the bus ministry, and as I mentioned at the beginning of the service, there's going to be other opportunities, Sunday school teachers, nursery worker, all kinds of things that we need to get involved in. We need to serve. What is it that God would have you to do when it comes to getting involved in the lives of other people? Investing in the lives of others. As we go to the invitation, I want us to be very sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. If you've been in the bus ministry before, I want you to re-enlist. I want you to re-enlist. Perhaps you've not been in it, but you're interested. I want you to I want you to enlist. I want you to get involved. Tonight, let's be sensitive to the leading of the Lord. Father, I thank you.